0: The holy gospel according to Mark the 12th chapter Glory to you. As Jesus taught he said Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets They devour they devour widows houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, and she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord. To you, o
1: Christ. If there was a collection of Gospel stories that would be considered classic, and in all likelihood there is, I just didn't happen to find one anyway, should such a collection exist, then the gospel reading for today, containing the story known as The Widow's Might, would not only make the collection, but also be included in the top 10, because The Widow's Might is a true classic. It's a well-known story it is often repeated, and not just in church, even the unchurched know of and can tell this story, and it has a message that is timeless, simple, and relevant. You know how it goes. A widow approached the temple treasury and put in two small copper coins which are worth a penny. Her contribution caught the attention of Jesus who called his disciples and said to them, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury, for all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. If you know the story, then you probably also know this meaning attached to it. Be like the widow. Practice sacrificial giving. Or put another way, the widow put in everything, all she had to live on. Go and do likewise. Or if the poor widow can find something to give, so can you. It's sort of convenient, don't you think? that this reading shows up each year during stewardship season. I mean, just imagine if you were a preacher overseeing a tight church budget, worried about how you were going to make ends meet, concerned about the year-end numbers, and then this passage shows up in the readings for the coming weekend, you might think, thank you, Jesus, right? But wait. What if, what if the point of the widow's might, as you have come to know it, is not the point at all? What if this story is not about sacrificial giving? Let me explain, and let's begin with some context. This story takes place in Jerusalem sometime in between Palm Sunday and Good Friday. So we're in Holy Week. Jesus is teaching in the temple, as he has been doing since he arrived in the city on the back of a donkey. Tension is mounting between him and the authorities, who are becoming increasingly uncomfortable with how they are being challenged by his words, and in a matter of days, Jesus will be hung on the cross. And since he knows what lies ahead, getting his message out is of the utmost importance. So the gospel reading for today in the temple, just days before his death, with Jesus' teaching begins like this. Beware of the scribes. That word beware is important because it sets the tone for what follows, including setting the tone for the story of the widow's mite. What we have before us today is a warning in the form of a cautionary tale. Beware of the scribes, Jesus said. And then he went on to describe their behavior with this long list of offenses, namely that they like to walk around with long robes, they like to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces, they like to have the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets. And for the sake of appearance, they say long prayers but also included in that list of offenses is one thing that has nothing at all to do with show-offy behaviors it says they devour widows houses did you catch that when jerry read the gospel just a moment ago the scribes they devour widows houses The story of the widow's might must be viewed in light of Jesus' challenge to the scribes. The context is important. Jesus is cautioning against the scribes' behavior. Not only are their actions all about public display, but also they take advantage of widows, exploit the vulnerable even to the point of leaving them homeless and destitute. This, of course, is not a new message from Jesus. The vulnerable have always been a concern of our God. God's attentiveness to those who live on the margins is scattered everywhere throughout scripture. One of the earliest references is in the second book of the Bible where God says to the people of Israel in a command both clear and concise, you shall not mistreat any widow or fatherless child later the psalmist describes the character of our god and i quote god is the father of the fatherless and the protector of widows and in the psalm for today number 146 we hear god executes justice for the oppressed watches over the strangers he upholds the orphan and the widow i could go on and on but you get the point. The thread of God's care and concern for the oppressed, for the vulnerable, and for the marginalized runs throughout the entire Bible. And now, in his final days, Jesus highlights that concern once again, all of which brings us to the widow and her might. You know that she has long been lifted up as an example of generosity and sacrifice. We talked about that at the beginning. But it's important to note that nowhere does Jesus ask, invite, or command anyone to imitate the widow notice that jesus doesn't say go and do likewise nor does he commend her gift or praise her action he simply notices and says this poor widow out of her poverty has put in everything she had all she had to live on and that's it he notices And he asks his disciples to notice as well. And that, I believe, is at the heart of this message. It's like Jesus is saying, beware of the scribes and how they devour widows' houses. And then he points to a widow who has just put into the temple treasury everything she has. He points to a widow whose house has just been devoured. He points to a widow who has just been exploited by the scribes and he says, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like this, just like her. They've devoured her house. He makes of her an example, to be sure, though she is not an example of sacrificial giving nor is she an example to be imitated but rather jesus makes her an example of how the scribes were taking advantage of the poor it was no secret that the temple treasury system was corrupt and Jesus would not tolerate such abuses. Immediately before this passage, we read that Jesus cleansed the temple. He turned over tables and threw out the money changers. And of this corrupt system, Jesus cautioned, beware, beware. Sometimes those in the most need, like the widow, disappear. They go unseen. I expect that no one else that day took notice of the woman who put everything she had into the treasury. No one, except for Jesus. He saw her. He saw her situation and her circumstances and her struggle and her plight. She was not invisible to him. No one is, including you. God sees you, knows your struggles, recognizes your challenges, and cares about the difficulties that you face in every aspect of your life. And isn't that just what people all over the world in every time crave? to be noticed. I read a piece by author Shauna Nequist this week and I quote it here. She wrote, we want someone to understand the reality of what we're carrying, to sit with us in the pain, to not flinch or look away or pretend, to acknowledge all the good and all the hard and all the everything because sometimes we feel invisible or forgotten. And I would add, as a dear friend of mine once lamented, because sometimes we feel abandoned. Today our attention is being directed to the invisible, to the forgotten, and to the abandoned, to the poor and to the vulnerable, and to the marginalized. Our kids, sleeping out overnight in cardboard boxes with below freezing temperatures, are calling to us to take notice of those who sleep outside for far too many nights and not by choice. The team that makes families moving forward happen under this roof is calling us to take notice of those who have no place to call home. And as a church that is dedicated to Christmas care, we are calling ourselves to take notice of those who are often forgotten at this time of year. Know this, God who sent his son to save us all, he is calling us to take notice of those without work, those who struggle to make ends meet, those who are discriminated against, those who are exploited by injustices, and those who are desperate to be seen. He's asking us to look around and to see, to notice, precisely because we ourselves have been seen by our great God. And what he has seen in us is that not only are we worthy of his steadfast eternal and sacrificial love but that we have something to contribute and that we can make a difference this is true our words spoken in support of the vulnerable and our actions working toward justice for the weak and the oppressed will be used by god for good for the good of all people for the good of the world, for the good of God's kingdom. In the name of Jesus, amen.